live from America. We're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Gentlemen, are you ready? You are locked and loaded right here on rumble.com slash LFA TV. And this is Live from America. And I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. And I'm broadcasting from the live, free, or die, granite state of New Hampshire. And as always, I got my boy, Producer Eli, with me, man. What's going on? What's going on, LFA family? We're going to jump right in. We're going to keep rocking and rolling. We're going to keep it America first. I'm sorry. I'm doing every other host's intro. Uh, Hit the like button. Hit the share button. Let's get to the news. Ain't nothing wrong with that, ladies and gentlemen. Let's see who we got in here today. Let's give some live shout-outs to those who are gracing us with their presence, like Bama Lady and Erica, and Logan, and True and International Pressure. SAS64 is in the building. Claire is here. Every time I think of the word Claire, the name Claire Eli, I think of Breakfast Club every single time. Cindy, what is happening? DeClues is here for the show today. Barbara Peters is here. How are you? American Girl, Buckbusters, Terry Sue. Jennifer Webster is in the building. Scotty is here. Race Mom is in the building. Jess Patriot. Real Carol Leak from the great state of Oregon and Import Grease Monkey. Drees is in the house. I like that name. God bless you. And thank each and every one of you for being here today. It's always a pleasure to be able to report to you uh, the news. It's always a pleasure to be able to uh, see each and every one of your names in the chat every single day. If you are new to LFA TV, this is live from America TV. We have hosts all day long from 7 in the morning until 11 p.m. at night. Crystal from Arizona, how are you? Dan from Vancouver, Washington, good to see you. How are you? Michelle Curl, good to see you. Thank you very much. And uh, you would do yourself a favor by following or subscribing this uh, to this channel. And that way you'll get your notification bell every single time that another show goes live. And you can choose which ones that you would like to watch or go back and watch. You can do that by having the Rumble app on your mobile device. You can also download the Rumble app on your Roku or Fire Stick TV. And then just find LFA TV on that. 
You can also watch on your browser, on your TV, on your phone, on your laptop, and on your tablets as well. LFA TV. And you can also find us by going to LFATV.us, which you're about to see a major overhaul of that website very soon. We're working on it as we speak. Thank you to everybody who donated to the security of that site, of those new servers, making sure that you're going to get your LFA TV, no matter who comes down on us, no matter what government uh, petitions rumble to shut us down, that we are still here and we are still rolling. So thank you all for that. Make sure that you rumble this show right now. That's just give us a rumble, a thumbs up, and share, because right now might be my favorite part of today's show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are more than a country. We are more than a country of people from sea to shining sea. We are God-fearing, God-loving, patriotic people who want nothing more than the best for this country. And we know that the best means that we are one nation united under God. And that is what we need to get back to. Enjoy this new Make America Great Again campaign ad for your next president, Donald J. Trump. More than a country, more than a shining city on a hill. The idea of America lives in each and every one of us. America lives. But a storm has gathered at our shores a tempest that seeks to tear apart the fabric of our nation. It seeks nothing less than the wanton destruction of this great nation of men and women. It seeks to rip out, erase, and supplant the very foundations of practicality and reason. It seeks to erase us. We know this enemy. They have existed throughout time, And now they have come for us. And they have come for our children. We watch the clouds coalesce and gather. We watch them form for decades from the distance as they approached our borders. We heard the clap of thunder echo in our minds and rattle down through the halls of our capitals. We have, most of us, become complacent unaware and disengaged while the darkness grew and unfolded around us. Slowly, then all at once. This threat is real. What we face is a hurricane of deceit and moral decay with a goal of absolute power. We face a true battle of good versus evil. If we stand by and do nothing, evil will triumph. But that is not our fate. We are great men. We are great men with a great leader. A leader that loves this nation and what it has given back to him. A leader who seeks the same ideals as we do. Ideals of truth, liberty, and justice. He sees the greatness in us and the great potential in America and its future. He seeks to make America great again.
This man will guide us, but he cannot do it alone. It takes every one of us alongside him. It takes work, it takes faith, and it takes resolve. Together, we can fight this storm. We can fight and we will win. Unite now. Gather alongside him. Come together for this nation. Bear the colors of red, white, and blue that are woven into the fiber of this nation, saturated with the blood of patriots that came before us. Sacrifice your time. Sacrifice your effort to rebuild this nation together. Together we can save America, the America that lives in all of us. Trump 2024. How was that? I hope that video was a rally cry that you can share with your friends and family and even with the fence riders who are starting to feel the collapse of this nation, maybe for the first time. Maybe they didn't vote Donald Trump in 2016. Maybe they didn't vote Donald Trump in 2020. Maybe they need somebody to run to now. I want to thank each and every one of you who are donating in the Rumble chat right now. Right now, we could use all of the monetary help that we could ever get. Because not only are we being attacked constantly, but monetarily we're being crushed as well. Just like each and every one of you. Together, we will rise. Together, we will save this country. That's not propaganda. That's unity. That's red, white, and blue. That's those beautiful colors behind me, as you see on this screen right now. And it means a lot more than just a country. That is what we're after. And we will make America great again. I want to thank each and every one of you for being here. God bless you. We will make that a short clip. And we will uh, make that uh, accessible for you guys to share, okay? I want to do a rundown of today's show. Just for those who are just jumping in, please make sure you smash that thumbs up button and share out the video. We're going to be talking about Trump's major lead over Joe Biden right now nationally. He's holding a commanding lead in every poll that you look at, unless they're actually out for nefarious reasons. But even the Democrat left-leaning polls have Trump taking the lead. And this is why there's such a panic right now to try to get rid of him. We're going to be showing some of the clips from Trump's Fox News town hall last night. All right. Um, Because he said some really great things there. He even alluded to a short list of his vice presidential candidates. We're going to be talking about Russia, Russia, Russia 2.0 and this incredible story that they're trying to rehash, but not only rehash, actually plant seeds for more criminal activity that they're going to try to pin on Donald J. Trump. We're going to talk about that today. The major news of today and the actual thumbnail of today's show, Ken Paxton going after the non-governmental organizations, the non-government organizations, otherwise known as NGOs, how he's going after them and the heart of the organizations. James O'Keefe talking about something that we alluded to a few days ago here on LFA TV about these non-government organizations, 501c3s, and what we need to do to stop them. We're going to be showing more out-of-control border stuff. We're going to be talking to uh, voters in the inner cities and what they now feel about Donald Trump And more importantly, what they feel about their beloved, once beloved, I should say, Democratic Party that they are fleeing from, left, right, and center. We're going to be talking about Nevada and what was actually now found 
a total conclusion report of what was found in the 2020 election and what they're trying to be proactive um, right now in preventing. We're going to be talking about a big, massive win in the Supreme Court for the United States, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be talking about Clarence Thomas and much, much more on this jam-packed two-hour show live from America. So without further ado, I think it's time for us to go to our first sponsor of the day. Then we'll get to the Lord and the Word of God, and then we'll get into the, to the uh, first and foremost section. But the first sponsor of the day, and Eli's got his, I've got mine. We're shaking it up, ladies and gentlemen. Now, Wild Barry, and we've got a lot more Field of Greens to give away this week. We got six giveaways last week. We, uh, how many did we get all addresses now, Eli? We still, need Florida we still need Florida Girl's address, and then we can ship out hers as well. And we're going to be giving out a lot more Friday here on Live from America. So, bottoms up with my Wild Barry Field of Greens. Folks, I have never been more healthy in my adult life than I am right now. Eli will allude to that. Eli, what do you think? Oh, he's been kind of freaking me out. He's, today he's feeling pretty good. I'm feeling good, ladies and gentlemen. I've got weight loss going on. I'm getting my daily amount of fruits and vegetables. I've got testosterone that is being replenished in my body uh, from Brickhouse Nutrition's products. And Field of Greens changed my life almost three years ago, and it can change your life as well. Because your body is not used to getting your daily serving for fruits and vegetables. And once your body is getting those things, and once you're getting rid of the toxins that you've been putting in your body for years and years and years, getting away from the sugars and the additives and the preservatives, you feel like a million bucks. But your body must take in the nutrients that God has placed on this earth so you can put those nutrients in your body. And that is your field of greens, folks. Your medically chosen, expertly medically chosen ingredients, ground up into a powder, put into one scoop, one bottle of water, boom, you're done, and you're on your way to a healthy lifestyle. Fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code LFA today. Gets you 15% off your first purchase. Now, something that is absolutely free from Live from America... The Word of God, as it should be. February 21st, year of our Lord, 2024. I want you to trust me with all your heart and all of your mind. Instead of relying on your own understanding to help you feel in control. Does everybody know what verse we're talking about here? Trust in the Lord your God and lean not on your own understanding. Hmm? I have a feeling we're going to get to that Proverbs verse here very shortly. Ask my spirit to control your mind. As you look to me, trusting me and talking with me, I straighten out the path before you. Remember, the devil attacks your mind. He cannot attack your heart. Your heart turns basically corrupt from your thoughts that you put into action. And then you speak that corrupt talk from your heart. Put on that helmet of salvation, folks. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind, and do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways, recognize and acknowledge Him, and He will direct and make your paths straight. Romans 8, 6. The mind of a sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. And before you turn out the light tonight, you wonderful, great, patriotic LFA family members, your desire to trust me is, wor- is a worthy goal. Allow me to do my supernatural work in your heart. 
and watch your life change overnight. It's that simple. Now, if you would, please join me in the Lord's Prayer. As we start out this beautiful show today with all you beautiful people, bow your heads. Focus on the cross. Focus on the sacrifice. Let that joy permeate your entire body. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now, folks, I know that there's uh, somebody here said, well, this ad is cool and all, but the mainstream media isn't showing it. So it's basically in an echo chamber just being played for us. That is why I every day ask that every one of you have a Rumble profile. The reason why we know not everybody has a Rumble profile is because we'll have 6,000 people watching us, but we'll barely have 2,000 thumbs up. If everybody had a Rumble profile, they would click that thumbs up. And if everybody did that, Thousands and thousands and thousands of more people would automatically start watching us because the algorithms would kick in that there's more engagement here than everywhere else and that those would be pushed into the forefront and more people would see them and the shares as well. If all 6,000 people did that, we would have an audience of epic proportion. But you know what? Everything is on God's timing and that is what I'm focused on. That's what I hope you're focused on. And here we go. First and foremost section of the day, Donald J. Trump holds a nine-point commanding lead over Joseph Robinett Biden in the latest national poll, with 14% of Democrat voters now switching to support Donald J. Trump. Thank you, Meldy1958, for the donation. Thank you, C. Beck, for the donation. Don't worry about not being able to do it in a while. Life is hard right now. Kitten, thank you for the donation. Nancy Roskowski, God bless you as always. Thank you, and Lynn Buss. Thank you for your donations as we get into this great story. A new Harris poll found that 56% of Americans disapprove of Joe Biden and the job that he's doing as president of the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, 56% disapproval, that's a lot. That's a lot. Harris also found that Trump leads Joe Biden by nine points in their latest national poll. In fact, Trump is now winning over Democrats, 14% of Democrat voters who were lumped into this poll are now switching their vote to Donald J. Trump. If that 14% of Democrat voters holds all the way until election day, there is no amount of cheating that the Democrats could possibly do to try to steal this election again. That ought to keep a few of the radical Democrats up late at night, folks. It's really incredible. If the 2024 election for president were held today and it was between Donald Trump, the Republican presumptive nominee, we know he's going to be nominee. You guys know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. The Democrat and the Democrats who say they would vote for Donald Trump, ladies and gentlemen, it would be absolutely incredible. Pull up this... Um, Pull up this graph. Check this out. All voters, 47%. Check that out. All voters. But then if you go to GOP, 87%. Democrat voters, 77% would vote for the Democrat. But 14% 
would vote for Donald Trump. That's incredible. And look at the independents, folks. Look at the independents, the don't knows, that are going to go vote for Donald Trump. That just spells a massive, massive win for our president. And more than likely, it's a lot more than that. More than likely, it's a lot more than that. Now, during this town hall that Trump had with Fox News last night, there was a lot of information that Donald Trump had given that he's not given before. And one of those was his short list for vice president of the United States of America. Now, I have a feeling that whoever Donald Trump chooses uh, to be vice president will not have just that ceremonial role that vice presidents have had in the past. As a matter of fact, more than likely, the vice president that he chooses will have an active role in doing something. So I hope he chooses a lot better than his endorsements lately. And we're going to get to that a little later. We had a, uh, a private chat last night, LFA TV hosts, about this late, one of these latest endorsements that Donald Trump had, um, uh, that he had endorsed yesterday. And this guy was all for vax mandates and all for sending money to Ukraine. And we just hope, and I understand that the game of politics is rough. I understand that the game of politics means that sometimes you have to endorse somebody you don't really want to endorse. I get that. But we really, really, really pray that Donald Trump's choice for pre- uh, vice president is a lot better than some of his endorsements and a lot better than the rhino establishment pick that we got last time in Mike Judas Pence. So Trump took stage in Greenville Con- Convention Center for a uh, town hall event with Fox News's Laura Ingram, whom I have my own opinions of, but I'll keep those to myself right now. During the interview, Trump discussed a variety of pressing issues, but drew particular attention when detailing his criteria for selecting a vice presidential candidate for the 2024 election. Now, Laura Ingram asked Donald Trump about priorities for a running mate and whether he considered mirroring Biden's pledge to select a female vice president. Donald Trump emphasized the importance of choosing someone who could immediately step up as a competent president if necessary. Now, he praised a lot of people, but somebody that was not on that short list last night that I have been hearing was on that short list was Ben Carson. Ben Carson's name was not mentioned. But again, Donald Trump said, always the first quality has to be somebody that you think will be a good president. Because if something should happen, God forbid, you have to have somebody that's going to step in on day one and be a great president. A lot of people are talking about that gentleman right over there, and he pointed to Tim Scott and others. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to this shortlist video now of names that are going to be potentially, one of them will be chosen to be his running mate for vice president. Let's go ahead and roll this first short clip. Clip number one. I've been asked who they think would be a good choice, and various names came up. Um, uh, one of them was, of course, Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah. He's made a big splash. Ron DeSantis, who's made in, making an appearance today in South Carolina, we just found out. Um, obviously, Tim Scott, Byron Donalds, and a, a big uh, presence here for Tulsi Gabbard. Um, very interesting. <laughs> Um, our, and Christy Nome as well, I should say. Right. Our, our, 
are they all on your short list? They, they and when can you when can we expect that you will so announce your choice? The one thing that always surprises me is that the VP choice has absolutely no impact. It's whoever the president is. It just seems. Uh, I remember when Sarah Palin was actually picked, and she did have a big up, and then uh, they just went after her at a level that nobody's seen. The Republicans themselves went after what they did. But you'll be a one-term president because you've already served, yeah. so you can only serve for one term, although they say you'll never leave office, I assume. Uh, yeah, that, you'll do. never leave. There'll never be an ele another say, election don't again. don't do it. He'll never leave. He's yeah. never going. Oh, these people. They um, are so for that reason, it is important so, who, you're, who you so pick. So I think it's very important. But look, First is that, as we said, it has to you know, do with whoever is, you know, it's a very important position for that reason. Uh, you would like to get somebody that could help you from the voter standpoint. And honestly, all of those people are good. They're all good. They're all solid. And I always say I want people with common sense because there's so many things happening in this country that don't make sense. Who wants an open border? Who wants high interest rates? Who wants all electric vehicles? And they're fine, but you want to have choice. You want to go to combustion. You want to go to uh, the, any hybrid. I think the hybrid are much better from that standpoint. But you talk, we were talking about faucets. We're talking about, we're talking about so much. It's all based on common sense. We want a strong military. We want choice in education. We want to have things that can really make our country great again. What we're doing with the open border is a disaster. We are destroying our country. We're going to change that fast, and we're going to get your energy prices down. Mr. President. Now, ladies and gentlemen, now, just because those names were mentioned doesn't mean that there aren't other names that are on Donald Trump's shortlist. Those names that Laura Ingram said that Donald Trump shook his head at to each one were names that she heard that were being thrown around backstage and getting in prepared for this show. And Donald Trump nodded to all of them. Again, he's probably not going to allude to one or the other. And even if there's somebody that's going to be picked by him that's not on that list, it's not like he's going to come out and say, oh, that person too. However, if Donald Trump says to his supporters, which are all of us, this is not just my campaign, this is your campaign, too. Let me just tell you this. I know for a fact that Donald Trump likes constructive criticism from his base. And he is listening to his base a lot more today than he did in 2016 or in 2020. So I want you to let your voices be heard, not only in the live chat, but in the lower section of this video, too, so that it stays and remains. Now, we know the Trump campaign watches some of our shows. We know the Trump campaign watches some of our videos, okay? I want you to all, right now, sound off on who your no votes are because you do have a voice in this campaign. Now, if you want Jeremy Harrell's personal and professional no votes, I would say no to Ron DeSantis. He's already shown his integrity. He's already shown where his allegiance and his alliances are, so I would say no to him. I would say no to Vivek Ramaswamy only because I think you need to have him walk before he runs. Only because you need to have this man prove more than what he says with his mouth. I would say no to Tulsi Gabbard because Tulsi Gabbard suspended her campaign when she was running for president only to fully get behind and support Joe Biden and Kamala Harris despite the fact that she would bring left-wing Democrat woman votes. It doesn't matter. 
We don't want her for sure. And I think Trump knows that as well. I would say no to Dr. Ben Carson only because he doesn't have what it takes to step in and be a Trump-like candidate. Do I trust him? 100%. Do I want him inside the, um, the administration? 100%. Would I like him as VP? No, I wouldn't. Now, here is who I would say that I'd be 100% happy with. Byron Donalds. Yes, 100%. I'd be okay with that. I'd be actually happy with that. I'd be okay if it was Rand Paul. I'd be happy if it was Christy Nome, and I would be happy if it was Matt Gates or Clay Higgins or anybody like that. But the, for, for reasons that I named, if you wanted to know my personal opinion, since this is not only a news show but a podcast, then I would tell you no to DeSantis, no to Tulsi Gabbard, no to, uh, to Ben Carson, and no to Tim Scott, um, definitely no to Nikki Haley, Definitely, you know, definitely no to that. So that's kind of where I am. I'd love to hear where you guys are too. Uh, Ultimately, it's Donald Trump's decision, and hopefully he makes the correct decision. Now, I want to take you back there from when they were talking about voter fraud, all right? And we know that if mail-in voting is allowed anywhere for any extended period of time, for every period of time that mail-in voting is allowed, you are going to have massive amounts of fraud compared to what you would have had if there was no mail-in voting allowed. I hope that makes sense. Here's what Donald Trump had to say about mail-in voting. Speaking of that, how are you going to make sure that mail-in ballots and voter fraud, which we heard from a lot of people in line, was an issue front and center? They're very concerned about mail-in voting. So... Forget the past. What are you going to do to make sure we don't have problems going forward? If you have mail-in voting, you automatically have fraud. If you have okay, well, there's mail-in voting in Florida, and you won huge. That's right. If you have it, you're going to have fraud. But you won because you don't have any. When you go into a voting place, like you go into one in a in a properly run state, they look at you. They give you give voter ID. You give all sorts of identification. I mean, it would be very hard to cheat in a mass scale. When you send out millions, like California, I think they sent out 36 million ballots. They don't have a voting booth in the whole place. And then millions of ballots yeah. come back. Nobody knows where they're coming from. Right, but what are you going to do about it? Uh, the way you win is by swamping them. The way you win is by swamping them. you got to have, and we're going to swamp. I'll That's tell you what, right. I've, That's right. I did great in the first election. I did much better in the second. We have I interesting news you. coming out of New I agree. The way you beat them is swamp them. The way you beat them is swamp them. Vote early, vote day of, vote whenever, swamp them. And with a 14% Democrat swing and with independents and all of you very hungry to go vote, I think we accomplished that. However, the RNC needs to be an intricate part of this presidential campaign. Let me say this again. The importance of the RNC having money in the coffers so that they can have lawyers on the ground, so that they can have feet on the ground in each one of these swing states, similar to the way they did when Governor Glenn Youngkin was elected in the state of Virginia, we will win. We will win. It's that simple. Folks, we know what we need to do to win. We know how to overcome any cheat. All we have to do is swamp them, flood the gates, early voting and day of, 
Make sure we're ballot harvesting where they are. Make sure we're being proactive on any steals that might be happening. Make sure we have the right people in place. Make sure we have the right poll challengers in place. But definitely make sure we have the RNC lawyers on the ground like they did in Virginia. If we can replace Ronna McDaniel, and if we can do that, we win. We win. It's simply that simple. So we definitely need to remove the people, the bad actors in the RNC. Moving on to immigration. This is what Donald Trump had to say about the massive deportation mission that will go into effect immediately when he gets into the White House. Uh, issues, questions we've been hearing from voters here is how do you plan to deport the millions of people? I mean, it's probably 12, 13 million people under Biden alone that we'll, have come we'll here. And how will it work? It's going to work that we get the bad ones out first. They're coming in from prisons. They're coming in from jails and mental institutions. How will you find asylums. them? We're going to find them through local police. Look. The local police, they're so phenomenal. I love them. They love me. I think I have 97% support. They know everything. They know the first names. They know everything. And it's a new, it's a new category. I don't know if you've heard this, but I came up with this one. Migrant crime. There's crime. There's violent crime. There's migrant crime. We have a new category of crime. It's called migrant crime. And it's going to be worse than any other form of crime. You look at New York City, what's going on where they attack police. They want to fight police officers. Our criminals don't even do that so much, okay? I've never seen them having fistfights with the police officers in the middle of the street. And we have to do something about it. These are tough people. Don't forget, they're not sending their finest. I know all the leaders of the South American... Well, they really hit you when you said that in 2015. You said they're it sending... It doesn't matter. A, and, yeah. and oh, now, I all these years later... Um, Everything turned out to be right. Well, CBC um, is telling Unf us that... Unfortunately. and Border Patrol announced yesterday that just in three days, 452 Chinese nationals have been apprehended by Border Patrol. And, Mr. President, 20,000 Chinese have entered since October. Yep. Okay. This is... Does this concern you more than other immigrant groups? Uh, probably it would because it's China and maybe what are they building a, an army in between? It was 29,000 people in the last three. Think of that, 29,000 people. And most of those people were young male fighting age, okay? So... What's going on? Look, you want to give the benefit of the doubt, but China was number one. And you look at Yemen, now they're coming in, we're bombing. Here we go again with this guy bombing everything. Bombing everything, gets no respect. He bombs and bombs. They're bombing Yemen. Well, they're bombing And us. we have a lot of Yemen... Yemenis are coming into our country. We have people coming in from everywhere. They're coming in from the Congo. They interviewed some people last night. Where are you from, Congo? Where did you live? Prison. They're emptying out their prisons into What's our What's the country. first thing you will do if you become president again on the border? I know well, that's going to be your first there's act. There's two things I'm going to do. Number one is drill, baby, drill. And the other thing, equal, equal, is we're going to... Look, I had the safest border in the history of our country, recorded history, because I can't tell you about a thousand years ago, but recorded history of the border by far. We had it down pat between guys like Tom Holman and Brandon Judd and unbelievable people that you have on your show. We had a great... All Biden had to do is stay at the beach. You know, he goes to the beach. Somebody said <laughs> he looks great in a bathing suit. 
So he goes to the beach. If he went to the beach and didn't do it, but he canceled everything, remain in Mexico, catch and release. We have catch and release, but we had release in Mexico. Why were you against the House, um, against the Senate border deal, the bipartisan border deal? Well, they deal. allow 5,000 people a week, but a lot of people took it a as 5,000 people a day. They said 5,000 people a week, and you read it, and it says 5,000 people a day. So, ladies and gentlemen, I think he's going to need the help and the support of we the people, the American people. And from what I understand, with this red army that he wants to be able to build to go into blue states to get all these people out, he's not just going to be able to use military people. He's going to have to use veterans who are able-bodied. He's going to have to use police officer, um, ex-law enforcement, uh, people who have some kind of security training. I have a feeling that you're going to need millions of people to pull this off. And he understands that, and he knows that. I don't like the fact that Laura Ingram just kept saying, well, they're doing that to us. Well, we're doing that to them. Well, you didn't win here. Well, you won there, and there was voting going on, and blah, blah, blah. Just saying obvious digs that she could get in to try to make herself seem like more of a relevant reporter. And you can ask hard questions. That's fine. But don't sit there and dig with your condescending remarks. I thought that was a little juvenile of Laura Ingram. Um... But it is what it is. Uh, but that's Donald Trump's plan. We are going to go in and we're going to get them and we're going to remove every single one of them. Now, last but not least, I'll show you this last clip, uh, clip number four here. And this is where he was asked about debating Joe Biden. And everybody knows that's not going to happen. We all know that's not going to happen. Now, before I get to this, I want to I want to make a statement on two remarks that I saw in the chat. One was... Um, Stop putting so much attention on the polls between Joe and President Trump because we all know Joe won't be the nominee. We have to do it, though. We have to do it, though, because the more we shed light on it, it sways public opinion. And when people see this that might not have ever seen this show before or maybe that did watch this show but don't want— There's Republicans out there, believe me, that don't want Trump, that watch this show, that don't want Trump to be president. There are. We need to do it for them. We need to show them what the world is thinking because monkey see, monkey do, right? Everybody goes with the flow. That's why January 6th happened. The feds knew that if they could cause a riot, then everybody would riot. If they shot into crowds, then everybody would run. So we have to do those things. But I want to go and talk about uh, the debate and what Donald Trump thinks about whether they will or whether they won't have a debate. Uh, this is what he had to say on that. Subject. But back to Biden and his current state, whatever you want to call it. Will Dementia, you just challenge it. him to regular debates, yeah. regardless of the concern about the moderators? I know that's always annoying, but the, I'll, I'll be happy to moderate one, by the way. Um, would you would you challenge him? Uh, come on, Joe, you can do it. Will you challenge him to a debate regularly on focus specific topics in other words so it's not a wide-ranging just one debate on foreign policy well i'll do it right now on your show i'll challenge him right now and I'll, we can do you you can do anybody you want I, i'll take anybody from uh, cnn which is doing very poorly in the ratings by the way as you probably know. <laughs> I, I i'll take anybody because i think you have an obligation in this case you really have an obligation to debate when it came to the republicans and i was up by 40 50 60 points like being up on her uh, I think a poll just came out. I'm at 91 and she's at seven. And would you debate? You want to be smart. You don't have to waste your time doing so. But that would debates. be instructive to see no, no. you versus Biden on any given topic. Regardless of poll numbers, I'm way up on him now in the polls. I agree. 
Donald Trump says, look, I don't care who does it. Look, I don't care if it is Leslie Stahl or if it is uh, Kristen, whatever her name is from CNN. I don't care if it's CNN, MSNBC. Let me debate old Joe this time. Let's watch him literally freeze, stumble, mumble, and fall right before the camera because he'll short circuit Eli. He won't be able to he won't be able to do it. How long would you give Joe Biden up on that stage in a debate for Trump? Do you give him even juiced up? I don't I don't give him 30 minutes. 20, 30 seconds. And if and, and Eli, if there's a deb- if there's a moderator who actually holds him to task, if there's a moderator who doesn't debate for him, I don't give him 15 minutes. No, absolutely not. The guy can't do it. He just can't do it. And I'm going to show you a little clip here in a little while that proves that he just can't do it. I'd like to thank the 5,400 live viewers that we have. Thank you all for being here. We really appreciate you. We know that your time is valuable, and we know you could be watching a million other podcasts or a million other news networks right now, and you're watching this one. Thank you very much. Make sure you hit that thumbs up if you're just joining in. Now, fascism. Fascism, Letitia James. Same thing. Leftist fascist Letitia James is threatening to seize Donald Trump's assets if he cannot pay this outrageous court fine ordered by pedophile Judge Engeron in the New York civil fraud trial. I'll show you a video, but I just want to give you an overview of it first. Quote, if he does not have funds to pay off the judgment then we will seek judgment enforcement mechanisms in court and we will ask the judge to seize his assets. That's what it's always been about. That's what it's always been about. Seizing Donald Trump's assets. Here is New York, your state attorney general. State Attorney General Letitia James had some strong words yesterday on the fraud trial ruling against former President Donald Trump. James says she's prepared to seize Trump's assets, including his skyscrapers, if he's unable to find the cash to pay off the over $350 million fine. A New York judge last week ordered Trump to pay the fine after ruling that he committed repeated and persistent fraud. The judge said the former president overstated his net worth to obtain better loan terms. Trump denies all wrongdoing and is appealing the fine. He has accused James of bias. Trump's appeal of the judgment may focus on his argument that there were no actual victims from the alleged conduct in the case. Listen, to have a case against somebody criminally or civilly, there has to be a victim. There cannot be a victimless crime. And if the state says that they're the victim, then the state must show some kind of loss. But there was none. The bank itself said we would love to do business with the Trump Corporation again. Not only did we get all of our money back, but we got it back before we even set a a term limit. Donald Trump has done nothing but give to the city of New York. They cannot show a loss. And the whole thing with the Mar-a-Lago over-evaluating that, and they placed that at $18 million. Folks, I can go on uh, Zillow right now, and I can go on Realtor.com, or I can go on any of these home sites, and I can pop up a home in South Florida in that region 
for $20 million, and it will be nothing compared to Mar-a-Lago. So we know he's going to win this on appeal. They know he's going to win this on appeal. But this is them dragging him through the mud. And that's why I always say, drag these people through the mud. Especially this guy. Judge Engeron. Look at that mortician-looking, pedophile-looking, get-my-kid-away-from-that-stranger, stranger-danger kind of guy that guy is. I mean, if there's ever stranger-danger, Eli, that's it. If you ever needed to look up the definition of possession, there's a picture of him right next to it. That's him, ladies and gentlemen. Well, we've got some news that leaked out about far-left Engeron, who trying to shake Donald Trump down for $360 million. Well, we've got some news for him, folks. He's now accused of having sex with the secretary of the opposing counsel in the previous case he was on. So if you want to talk about ethics and you want to talk about a moral code and you want to talk about judgment, is this man fit to judge when he's breaking laws, when he's having sexual immoral contact with opposing sides? (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, Judge Engeron also appointed retired U.S. District Judge Barbara Jones to continue in her role as an independent monitor of the Trump business empire, but expanding her authority to review financial disclosures before they were submitted to third-party judges. Um, Judge Jones can hire an independent director of compliance, and she has the authority to compel Trump to sell some or even all of his businesses down the road. This is all punishment for Trump allegedly committing this fraud. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Judge Engeron, a committed Democrat, has ruled repeatedly against Trump in three years that he's been presiding over James's lawsuit. According to the AP, he's forced Donald Trump to sit for a, des- a deposition, held him in contempt, and fined him even $110,000. According to reports, Judge Engeron has been married three times and has four children. And Judge Engron is no Boy Scout himself. Engron was having sex with the secretary of the opposing counsel during a previous case, a complete ethics violation. Nathan Lewin, a defense attorney for the Union of Orthodox Rabbis of the United States and, and Canada, said that the court's January 23rd ruling against his client in several pretrial decisions is suspect because of that relationship of which he was not informed until last month. Lewin is, a defend, is defending the rabbis on an $11, um, $11 million defamation suit filed by Helen Seeger of Bor- Borough Park, who claims their decision to allow her husband to remarry without requiring him to grant her a rabbinic divorce in effect labeled her as an unfit spouse. Now, this case has nothing to do with the Donald Trump case. What does have something to do with the Donald Trump case is the sexual lewd behavior that this judge engages in with members of the opposing side. And if he can do that, and if we can dig into other claims of sexual immoral conduct from this judge, then we can make and show a pattern in this appeal that this judge does not have, A, the people of New York's best interest at heart, B, the Constitution doesn't uphold that, and three, is completely lacking integrity, moral compass, and any kind of honest judgment 
towards anybody, let alone Donald J. Trump. Now, who would have sex with a cadaver like Judge Engeron? I don't know. But the fact of the matter is, it looks like all these people that are going after Donald Trump, Fannie Willis, Nathan Wade, Letitia James, Fat Alvin Bragg, the cadaver known as Judge Engeron, and many others, all have a lot of skeletons in their closet that I don't think they knew would come out until they went after the wrong man. And one thing is for sure, for sure, Donald Trump is taking arrows left and right for you, for you to get the truth, for me to get the truth, for us, we the people, to know how deep the rabbit hole of corruption goes in state, local, and federal government. It goes so deep, in fact, folks, that they are now trying to rehash Russia, 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 and they are now trying to say that Russia 2.0 caused this, uh, this Smirnoff guy, this FBI agent, he was a double agent apparently, and he was working with Russia to bring accusations against Joe Biden and Hunter Biden in order to help Donald Trump win. And then placing charges on this guy this FBI agent, who's apparently a double agent now for Donald Trump, putting charges on him or getting him to agree or threatening him or bribing him or blackmailing him to agree to cop out to charges that probably never happened opens the door for the Senate to say, we need to shut down the impeachment investigation of Joe Biden based on the false testimony gave by this FBI agent who clearly is a double agent for Russia trying to get Donald Trump elected. So they kill two birds with one stone. They then, Russia, 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 pin some kind of um, uh, crime on Donald Trump at the same time as trying to exonerate Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. Eli, you caught up with all that? I think so. I mean, uh, I'm just going to say this. We don't need any more accusations from overseas. We got enough accusations over here. We can't accuse them any further. (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, they are. Check this out. And I'll tell you why I know and believe that they are doing this. Watch this. Not only is there no evidence of any wrongdoing by President Biden. Wrong. But it now appears as if the House Republican majority is being used by Russia (laughs) to interfere in the 2024 election on behalf of Donald Trump. If they continue with this investigation, they are simply doing the work of Vladimir Putin to help Donald Trump win an election in November. Ladies and gentlemen, does that make any sense? Of any wrongdoing by President Biden, but it... There's plenty of wrongdoing by President Biden. I'm a loser. I'm a loser. By the way, that's disgraced Democrat Dan Goldman. what I appear to be. That's loser, disgraced Democrat Dan Goldman. Oh, there's no evidence. Eh, there's plenty of evidence. Plenty. I guess you're just going to continue to say there's no evidence... Wow, we just show the evidence month after month after month after month after month. That's again, ignore the problem. The, the mainstream media ignores the problem and it all goes away, right? Right? That's why we should have 10,000 people in here right now watching LFA TV because we show the truth. Because we show the truth. Russia, Russia. It's all about Russia again, right? Well, here is your favorite uh, prisoner, Prison Mike from the office, saying and echoing the same thing. Again, folks, you see what they're doing here. Let's see if you guys see between, read between the lines. Roll this This one. is all part of a propaganda and disinformation campaign by Russia attempting to help Donald Trump. And 
you know, when we point out the very clear contours of this story, our colleagues just start chanting, Russia hoax, Russia hoax. Well, what's the hoax? Is it the, uh, the brutal invasion of Ukraine and the tens of thousands of Ukrainians who've died or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of Russians who've died? Is it the death of Navalny that's the hoax? What exactly is the hoax they're talking about? Because um, it seems to me that the most well, likely hoax is really Donald Trump, who's been manipulated uh, by Putin for a long time or is certainly in love with Vladimir Putin. This is all part of a... Can I just say at this point, I hope Putin just wipes Ukraine off the face of the map. Eli, can I just say that? I mean, and, and no disrespect to the innocent people there. I guess pack your bags and get the hell out of there. You allowed this to happen. You allowed your leaders to do this. At this point, dude, I'm just so sick of Ukraine. I'm so sick of every anti-Putin stuff. I'm just becoming a fan of Putin just because they are trying to demonize the guy that much. I was just thinking Putin must get up every day, get a big bowl of popcorn and sit there and turn on American TV. Oh, what did I do today? He probably sits, everybody loves it because it's a destruction of our country based on lies. If you want my honest opinion, the reason why they're doing this again is so they can, now that they're in control of all of the government, while they're saying Russia, 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 they're going to try to pin a crime on Donald Trump that they go and arrest him for before the 2024 election. That is what I believe they're trying to do. It's not just about swaying public opinion. They're doing exactly to the public what they are accusing Russia of doing to the public. Just the opposite version. They know they can't beat Trump. They know they couldn't lock him up. They know they can't beat him at the box office or at the the voting ballot booth. They know they can't beat him at the box office. They can't beat him with shoes. They can't beat him with anything. They know that all these cases are done. The RICO case is done. Jack Smith is about to dig a hole and stick his head in it. So what do they've got to do now? Russia, Russia, Russia again. And they're going to try to pin a crime on him actively using the DOJ and the FBI. And they're going to try to arrest him when all else fails. That's what else? What other reason would they be trying to do that? As a matter of fact, if we could, let's pull up the rumble chat and let's see what you guys think. Why would they be rehashing it again? They are masters at projecting. I'm sick of Ukraine too. Trump won. Amen. Folks, we have 5,500 people here. The goal is 6,000. Even if you've already shared, if you, if you are so inclined to do so again, we definitely would appreciate your social media shares. Oh, my gosh, I wish my CBD would come. I'm stressing again. Ainsley, don't stress. You've got the Bible. It's even better than CBD, but I understand what you're saying. Is Tucker home? Yes, he is. They're accusing Trump of what Hillary already did with Russia. Tired says, I lost a friend last night. Oof. So sorry to hear that. Very, very sorry to hear that. F Ukraine. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. 5.4 is a lot, but we can get a lot higher, says Patriot 76 for life. We always try, but we never can do it. It's very rare that we can get that much higher, but I do appreciate the enthusiasm. Okay, before we go to our second hour, man, that first hour flew by, didn't it, Eli? Man, that flew by. I think the audience is right. We might need a longer show sooner or later. Anyway, folks, look, there are now over 10 strong nations that are dumping the U.S. dollar as the U.S. 
reserve as the as the world reserve currency. They're dumping it. They're done with it. Just because they're dumping it, that alone is going to put a massive pressure on this dollar, and it's going to drive the dollar down even more. Now, the only hope for the dollar is a strong leader, a strong president, Donald Trump, to come back in and get rid of the nonsense, make the military strong again, and then the value of our money goes way up, and he can actually crush BRICS. But the, but the way BRICS is gaining traction is because they're buying actual silver and gold to back their power, to back their plan. And we, as individuals, should also be doing the same thing. Now, goldco.com might not be the one for you because Goldco deals with, with your bigger IRAs and 401ks. And as of right now, I'm working on that, they don't deal with small $500, $1,000, or $2,000 purchases. We are working on that. But for those of you who want to protect what you already have or maybe even make some money, Because Gold Co. isn't just about protecting. Having gold and silver isn't just about protecting. It's also a great investment. It's a great investment. You're not only protecting and keeping your stuff secure, but you're going to add to that. And then when all the stuff is done and over with and the dollar is back rising again, then you sell it back to Gold Co. and they give you top dollar for it. And you can do that today by going to goldco.com slash live, goldco.com slash live, or by calling the number on your screen there. Give them a shout. Talk to them, see what they say, and maybe you can even finagle yourself into getting even a smaller amount. Never know what can happen until you do something. You lose all of your chances if you take none, right? That's for sure. Goldco.com. Now, to get to the meat and potatoes of today's show, folks, that is Mr. Ken Paxton. Can we put this on the screen? Folks, Ken Paxton, yesterday, Today, I am suing to end non-government organizations' operations in the state of Texas. This is another reason why they wanted Attorney General Ken Paxton gone. The chaos at the southern border has created an environment where non-government organizations funded with taxpayer money from the Biden administration facilitate astonishing horrors, including human smuggling, while the federal government perpetuates the lawlessness destroying this country, my office works day in and day out to hold these organizations responsible for worsening illegal immigration. Ladies And gentlemen, today, the Smarty Award of the Day goes to that man, the great Ken Paxton. Let's cue that drum roll, can we? Ken Paxton. You get the Smarty Award of the Day today, my friend, because you have the guts to do what very few attorneys general will ever do. You have the guts to do that. You had the guts to do what Donald Trump does and stand up and fight against the machine. And you won. It's amazing. It's amazing to me that when you stand up against a bully, you always come out on top. From the schoolyard to the Senate. That always rings true. 
And this is what we've needed for a very, very long time. For a very, very long time. Big shout out to Attorney General Ken Paxton. Now, hold on. I want to get it deeper into who he is suing. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton is suing a Catholic non-governmental organization operating in the state, and he wants to have its registration revoked, alleging that it is encouraging illegal immigration and operating a stash house for those entering illegally. Now, so many people have been so upset with myself and my brother Ben Berkwam for reporting truth. Truth that a lot of Catholics did not want to hear. That the Catholic Church is involved and is fueling and perpetuating the largest illegal invasion of the United States of America that has ever been recorded in history. Paxton has now announced that he is suing the Annunciation House. Eli, can you please put that in the chat? A-N-N-U-N-C-I-A-T-I-O-N, the Annunciation House. It is a Catholic nonprofit set up in the 1980s and is seeking to revoke it and its registration to operate within the state of Texas. The Annunciation House describes itself as a volunteer organization that offers hospitality to migrants, immigrants, and refugees in El Paso, Texas. Rooted in Catholic school teaching, in quotes, I'm reading this, the volunteers of Annunciation House live simply in a community, in the same houses as the guests we serve, who are mostly from Mexico and Central America, the group's website says, speaking nothing of Middle East, the Middle East or Chinese. We seek to be a voice for justice and compassion, especially on behalf of those most marginalized in our society. But Penn, uh, Ken Paxton's lawsuit accuses the group of, and I quote, openly and flagrantly violating many provisions of law in a system in a systematic fashion. Specifically, it accuses the Catholic organization of providing shelter to illegal aliens who have evaded law enforcement, of encouraging illegal immigration, of engaging in human smuggling and trafficking, and of operating a stash house. Ken Paxton is doing what all attorneys general need to do right now. You guys can save this nation. You guys can save your state when your governors fail to do so because you are the head of the law enforcement in that state. This is another reason why they wanted Ken Paxton out as attorney general in Texas. And the Bush family and the Rhino establishment lost again. So ladies and gentlemen, when something good happens here on Live from America, what do we do? We like to celebrate those good times. So let's go ahead and do that now. celebrate those good times and I can't wait to get Ken Paxton back on the show I it was an honor to interview him uh three years ago and I think it's time to get uh, Ken Paxton back on the show very 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 intelligent um attorney general that he is and uh a fighter above all else
Now, here's some more good news. Remember when I told you three days ago, or two days ago, Monday, that in order for us to stop these NGOs, we needed to have one of two things happen. We needed to have charges brought up, uh, brought up on them by a district attorney or an attorney general, and or we needed to sue them and file a civil lawsuit against them and get rid of their 501c3s because they are clearly in breach of their 501c3 non-taxable status, correct? If you are taking a political stance and you are actively engaging in breaking U.S. law, then your 501c3 non-taxable status should be revoked. Amen? Well, ladies and gentlemen, right as we reported that, yesterday we find out that James O'Keefe is doing just that. Actually, James O'Keefe is taking it one step further. As we're now approaching 6,000 people, make sure you smash that thumbs up and share this video. Let's do it. James O'Keefe has inside informant in the IRS, and he's releasing video footage, Eli, today based on these NGOs and their, uh, their uh, collusion with the IRS to help them do it. James, don't hurt him now. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, we are getting to the bottom of all of this. And when this is all said and done and we take over the country, it's going to make it very easy to go after these criminals, to go after these insurrectionists, to go after these invaders, to go after these illegal actors, both illegal immigrants and the ones in office and the NGOs. So, ladies and gentlemen, I am very happy Very happy to report both of those stories today from Ken Paxton and James O'Keefe. Let's go to the LFA Rumble Chat because I know you guys love good news and we have not got a lot of good news lately. Talk about six ways to Sunday. James O'Keefe is not suicidal. Why don't we hear anything about the border in New Mexico? Jeremy, did anyone hear that the Michigan says we have to house house the migrants? Yes, just like uh, Massachusetts. Yep, and then they're going to get squatters' rights, and there goes your home. I told you it was coming. 501c3 managed through Cincinnati IRS office. Woo, James, don't hurt him. Actually, James, do hurt him. Expose all the rats, says Mateo. Eli, we almost made it. We almost made it to 6,000. We have 5,927. We almost did it. What's that? God is on the move. Laura Loomer is doing one as well. Yeah, Laura Loomer is uh, retracing Ben Berkwam's steps on the Darien Gap right now, and she's putting out a lot of wonderful footage. So big shout-out to the real news organizations out there, like us and many others out there bringing these people down, and we will. We know how to do it, and we're doing it. Big shout-out. Now, Border Patrol Union. The Border Patrol Union, Eli, is absolutely sick and tired of Joe Biden. The Border Patrol Union is tired of being called brown shirts. The Border Patrol Union itself has now penned a scathing, hard-hitting open letter to Joe Biden. The union shared a very concise letter to Joseph Robinette Biden. Fewer than 50 words, Eli. The message was short, sweet, and to the point. And this is what it read. 
Dear Joe, you own this catastrophic disaster at the border, Eli. And they put own in capital letters. This is the Border Patrol Union, okay? This is the union that the Border Patrol workers rely on to make sure that they are safe in their job and that they are not discriminated against. Well, the Border Patrol Union said, Dear Joe, you own this catastrophic disaster at the border. Lock, stock, and barrel. The union wrote on the National Border Patrol Council account on Twitter, you created it, you nursed it along, you encouraged it, you facilitated it. It's all yours. Don't run from it now like a coward. Signed, the Border Patrol agents that you've thrown under the bus. End quote. Wow. Tell us how you really feel. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a great letter. Do they have the, does this union have the authority to tell their people at the border, stop listening to Joe? I mean, a letter's great, but Joe's going to, uh, whatever. Well, what can happen is the Border Patrol can go on strike. Because they're a union, because they're unionized, even though they're federal employees, they can go on strike. Who's going to replace them? You're just going to get an army of people. What are you going to get an army of, of Palestine protesters and Antifa losers to go down there and enforce it? They could go on strike. That is a, that is, dear Joe, you own the catastrophic disaster at the border, lock, stock, and barrel. You created it. You nursed it along. You encouraged it. You facilitated it. It's all yours. Don't run from it now like a coward. Sign the border patrol agents that you've thrown under the bus. That doesn't sound like they're very happy to me. That doesn't sound like they want to be part of Joe Biden's tyrannical Marxist communist administration. I've just been so torn on the border lately. Is it the people that we see, you know, the videos that we see of them helping and just, you know, shooing off Americans. Remember the guy was down there and he was like, oh, yeah, this is all for America. This is all for them. No, and they're really, yeah, you got to get out of here. It's them that it's like, stop doing that. Well, here's the thing. If the Border Patrol Union decides to go on strike, and they go on strike. Everybody that belongs to that union has to go on strike too. So even if you have some brown shirt wannabes, some people that are not willing to walk away on their own, if they're part of the Border Patrol union, then you have to go on strike. And I would be willing to bet that most of them are. Do we have any Border Patrol people in the audience? Do we have any Border Patrol wives or anybody who's got Border Patrol um, family members or friends uh, that could validate what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure... That what I'm saying is true. If, they part, if they're part of the union and the union goes on strike, they've got to honor that. Now, now, the reason why the Border Patrol penned this letter, the reason why the Border Patrol is not going to go down with the sinking ship is because the, <laughs> the heinous crime that's come, to, that's come over the border that is now living in the United States wasn't living here before. What I'm saying is, have we had serial killers in the United States? Yes. Have we had mass murderers in the United States? Yes. Have we had atrocious gang fights and atrocious gang members in the United States? Yes. But we've not been riddled with it like a third world country until now. Viewer discretion advised.
Begin in the ABC 7 Alert Center with breaking news and a warning. You may find the details of this story disturbing. A woman accused in Mexico of several murders and body dismemberments, even removing victims' hearts, is arrested in El Paso. And within the last 10 minutes, ABC 7 obtained this arrest photo. She is Michelle Angelica Pineda, also known as La Cheli. She was wanted for five murders in Juarez. She's also suspected of being involved in several other killings. Investigators say she crossed illegally into the U.S. and was operating on behalf of the gang Artistas, Asesinos, or Assassin Artists. The FBI says Pineda was known for extreme brutality, dismembering bodies, removing hearts, and placing the hearts in front of Santa Muerte statues. Authorities say they found guns, machetes, and fentanyl, as well as other drugs at the motel. El Paso's FBI says several law enforcement agencies worked together to arrest Pineda at an El Paso motel. Ladies and gentlemen, that's El Paso. That is the region of Texas that Ken Paxton was just talking about when we were discussing the Catholic organization, the Annunciation House. It's the same place. You see what's going on here. These are criminal activities headquartered with large networks in some of Texas's major uh, regions. It's sick, satanic, ritualistic stuff from cartel gang members that are just headquartered right here in America now because the cartel now owns the border. And this is why Donald Trump said that he will unleash the military on the cartel. He will label them a terrorist organization and he will wipe them off the map. The same thing with the Marxist Democrats. I am ready for a revolution. I'm ready for a revolution. Eli, are you ready for a revolution? What's that? Say that one more time. I've been ready for a revolution for the past two years now. And look, I don't want a civil war, right? I don't want a civil war. A civil war means that the people in charge win. No, ladies and gentlemen, I want a revolution. That's what I want. A revolution. One. Revolution coming, ladies and gentlemen, and it starts right here on LFA TV. So if you are new to this channel, make sure you're subscribed because this is where you get the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me God. Now, speaking of truth, ladies and gentlemen, some inner city New Yorkers who once voted Democrat part of that 14% that we talked about in the beginning of the show, 
who are now going to vote for Donald Trump? Yeah. I don't think they, uh, they don't have some nice words to say about this administration because of what their cities look like now because of these illegal aliens. Roll Black this. History Month. Well, when we say he, um, not necessarily the mayor, it's the city. DSS and DHS. You know, they're doing this. They snuck them in here in Harlem with no transparency. You know, we coming out and we see bunk beds being moved in. What's going on? And nobody was aware that this was happening. No one. I reached out to every uh, elected official in the 70th Assembly District, and no one knew anything. Hmm. Ruth, do you believe them, the elected officials, when they say no. they didn't know what was going on? No. This was a surprise to them. I don't believe that. So what's been the reaction from the people of Harlem? Well, the, of course they're upset. They're outraged. I mean, they've been overlooked for so long. How do you think you would feel if you have a brand new luxury building, as they describing it, and people are living sometimes two and three generations in one apartment, and now you don't even want to give it to them. You want to bring outsiders in. Like, what does that look like? You got to take care of the residents that are already there. Sufferings. We can't do that any further. Gilda, pretty much all of my friends that are in the city live in Harlem. And Harlem is a particular community. Yes. And they're already struggling when it comes to the education system. You got poverty rates there. You got people, businesses that, black businesses that can't afford certain things. Was it a slap in the face to say, we have no resources for you, but we have resources for the illegals? Well, absolutely. And just to know some of the statistics, there is one in four people of color in New York City that are rent burdened. And in central Harlem alone, it's 44 percent of people who are rent burdened, which means a third of their income goes to rent. And in our community, we see our neighbors being displaced. We see our friends and our families being displaced because they cannot afford rent. So we were glad that Mayor Adams came to our both of our community forums on Thursday and on yesterday. And so we are having a healthy conversation with. Yo, we out here foruming and stuff. Yo, I told him, yo, you invite me to your forums and I'll show up. That's what mayors do, Eli. That's what black pinnacle males do. And I'm out there foraming with my peoples and stuff. Know what I mean? <laughs> he be peopling. I be peopling with my people and stuff. We keeping an eye on the weather. We keeping an eye on the snow plows. You know what I'm saying? We got those hanging earrings. You know what I mean? Y'all white people ain't never seen so much chocolate on a city council. Yeah, well, we out here city councilin' and stuff. <laughs> Get anymore. <laughs> Yo, listen to this. Donald Trump said last night at this Fox, Hall town, uh, Fox Town Hall that he is renting out Eli Madison Square Garden. He is doing a rally in New York City, and LFA TV needs to be there for that one. Right? Mike Crispy, right? Kevin Smith, they got to go over there, and they got, we got to have a presence in Madison Square Garden for Donald Trump in the garden, baby? Let's go. Let's let's go, okay? I'm ready to go to the garden, all right? I can't wait for that. It's going to be absolute pandemonium. Maybe Mayor Eric Adams will show up, Eli. We out here trumping and stuff. We out here maga in. You know what I mean? Oh, it's going to be off the hook crazy. <laughs> 
Oh, Mayor Eric, eighth grade Adams. Ah, he is something. But it looks to me like people in Harlem, people in the Bronx, sick and tired of Mayor Eric, eighth grade Adams, sick and tired of the migrants, excuse me, illegals taking over their town, taking over their city, taking over their block, taking over their community centers, taking over their recreation centers, taking over everything, and soon taking over your homes. In Massachusetts right now, people are taking them into their homes. In Michigan right now, people are lining up to take these people in their homes. Guess what happens when those homeowners decide, we don't want them here anymore, Eli? What happens when Bobby and Sue of North Dakota or Michigan or wherever says, you know, you've been here quite, kind of long enough now. We'd like our privacy back. You're going to have to go. What do you think is going to happen? Screw that. I feel like when they go to work, they're going to come home to find changed door locks. And they won't be able to get their home back. They don't have to steal the title to the home. They'll just steal the home. And then when you go to tell the cops, the cops are going to be like, well, you let them in. You let them in. And now we go back to the snake story. Eli Wright, the, the, the sneaky snake story that Trump always reads, pulls out. That is exactly what that means. Hey, lady, you're the one that let the snake in. So now you're going to feel the evil snake bite. Guess where they're never going in, Eli? My house. They going into your house? Hell no. Ain't going into Eli's house. He just, Eli, he just summoned uh, Fanny Willis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here, Eric Adamson and stuff, and he's over there, Fanny Willison. I'm going to be home, homing, you know, <laughs> and they ain't coming, coming in. <laughs> anyway, folks, well, moving on. There is a uh, Democrat mayor, speaking of these mayors and these, I don't want to call them less educated, but definitely less... Uh, Less educated. Let's just call them that. And, and criminals. These Democrat mayors. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there is now a new, the first female Democrat mayor of a small Illinois town, small Illinois village, is facing accusations, Eli, of shutting down businesses that refuse to donate to her campaign. This is happening right now in a small Illinois town. During an official meeting, Tiffany Haynard is seen dressed as the movie gangster Nino Brown from New Jack City, you know that, remember that movie, Eli? She even bought, uh, brought a DJ to play Rihanna's Be Better Have My Money when she walked into the room. One resident, Lawrence Gardner, claimed she forced, uh, forced the closure of his trucking business after he refused to renew a $3,500 contribution to her political fund. He said, I made the payment. Then every year she started coming and requiring the same thing, and we had a problem with that. Who does she think she is, he said. Nino Brown? Anything she wants done, she gets. And if she doesn't get, then she shuts down their businesses. Ladies and gentlemen, when evil runs rampant and nobody steps up to stop it, what's that old saying, Eli? Give them an inch, they'll take a mile. Check this out. Nobody knows something. Don't nobody know nothing? Yeah. Nobody. Nobody? Nobody? Nobody knows Here she is starting a Dalton Village board meeting dressed like the Wesley Snipes character in the movie New Jack City, later punctuating her political points with the help of her own DJ. 
every single resident. Pay me what you owe me. Thank you, DJ. Hanyard's picture and name what? adorn virtually every public posting, both from Dalton, where as mayor she makes $46,000 a year, and in Thornton Township, where as the elected supervisor, she collects more than $200,000 a year. Nobody knows something. Don't nobody know nothing. Pay me what you owe me. Citizens, pay me what you owe me. Somebody needs to snatch the weave off that girl's head, Eli, because that shift is unbelievable. We got parents being dragged out of PTA meetings, and this type of stuff can be in these council rooms. DJs, I, wow. Pay me what you owe me. Pay me what you owe me. That is unbelievable, Eli. Somebody needs to snatch the weave off that girl's head and let her know. Uh, what? I mean, can you just believe the craziness that's allowed to happen? Guess that's why I left Illinois. How did she get elected? Probably, you know how, Eli, you know how um, uh, Trump has new shoes and then Biden wanted his own new shoes, so he came out with the Velcro version? Well, Kamala Harris and this girl have knee pads, right? They have these specially made knee pads. I think that's how they get elected and get their jobs. I heard they come pre-worn too. Pre-worn, that way they don't got to wear them in. You know what I mean? They already ready, yo. They already ready, son. <laughs> Stop dropping. Well, not roll, but it rhymes with it. Unbelievable, these people. Well, you know what? What we do is we expose these people to the nation so that the world knows what the hell's going on out there so you can show your friends, your friends and family exactly what is not being reported on mainstream media. That's the whole reason for this. Now, folks, we almost made it to 6,000. We came 70 short. I want to thank you for that. It was a valiant effort. We did a good job today. God bless each and every one of you. Now, yesterday, I talked about Nevada. I talked about being proactive in Nevada. I talked about what is going on in Nevada based on what happened in 2020, what happens, uh, what's happened from then until now, and what's going to happen in the 2024 election. The best thing that we can do the best thing that you can do, the best thing that I can do is get the truth out when the truth is available. The best thing that we can do is report on what is coming out of each state and what is being done in each state to prevent it again. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to play this video for you right now of the, because we just talked about the Nevada voters yesterday that, that said that they voted and that there was a ballot in their name and they never even casted a vote. While numerous Nevada uh, voters looked at their voter history and found that their mail-in ballots were counted in a recent primary, even though they didn't participate in the primary. Now, ladies and gentlemen, taking you back to November 3rd of 2020, here is a report that came out way after 2020 um, with proof based on what they found and what exactly went on in the election in Nevada of 2020. Now, if you do a mail-in ballot, this is what I suggest. First of all, get it notarized. Get something notarized with the ballot. Send in with the ballot. Do a photocopy of your license. Get it notarized that you did it, and then send it in. And that makes sure you have a copy of it well as well. The best thing that you can do is be prepared 
for this election coming up. Eli, we're 50 away. Can we do it? Ladies and gentlemen, here is Jesse Banal explaining exactly what they found in the 2020 election in Nevada and what we're going to work on stopping in 2024. Roll it. As of AB4, the number of mail ballots rocketed from about 70,000 in 2016 to over 690,000 this year. The election was inevitably riddled with fraud and our hotline never stopped ringing. While the media and Democrats accuse us of making it all up, our team began chasing down every lead. Our evidence came both from data scientists and from brave whistleblowers. Here's what we found. Over 42,000, 42,000 people voted more than once. Our experts were able to make this determination by reviewing the list of actual voters and comparing it to other voters with the same name, address, and date of birth. This method was also able to catch people using different variations of their first name, such as William and Bell, and individuals who were registered both under a married name and a maiden name. At least 1,500 dead people are recorded as voting, as shown by comparing the list of male voters with the Social Security death records. More than 19,000 people voted even though they didn't live in Nevada. This does not include military voters or students. These voters were identified by comparing the list of voters with the U.S. Postal Service's National Change of Address database, among other sources. About 8,000 people voted from non-existent addresses. Here we cross-reference voters with the Coding Accuracy Support System, which allowed our experts to identify undeliverable addresses. Over 15,000 votes were cast from commercial or vacant addresses. Our experts found these voters by analyzing official U.S. Postal Service records that flag non-residential addresses and addresses vacant for more than 90 days. Incredibly, almost 4,000 non-citizens also voted as determined by comparing official DMV records of non-citizens to the list of actual voters in the 2020 election. All right, let's stop right there. Okay, I'm going to put my calculator out here and I am going to add up all of the numbers that they found. Factual evidence, by the way. So don't let anybody tell you what evidence is there. We just showed you some in one state. 42,000 people voted more than once. Well, there's 42,000 votes gone. 1,500 dead people voted with obituaries, Eli. Okay. 19,000 non-residents voted. 8,000 non-existent addresses, 15,000 commercial or vacant addresses, and 4,000 non-citizens. That comes to 89,500, Eli. Eli, can you look up for me real quick here while I'm talking? How many votes did Donald Trump lose by in Nevada in 2020? Because I have 89,500 here that I guarantee you were all Joe Biden votes. What do we got there for a number? So right now we're, work, we're looking up how many votes Donald Trump, quote, lost by 
in Nevada in 2020. More than likely, a LFA family member will get it first. But right now, I have almost 90,000 votes that were counted in 2020 that shouldn't have been counted that we know of and we have proof of that. So the fact that they're trying this again, ladies and gentlemen, and we know it, this is a good thing because we're on top of it. And this is proof. They have this sealed, signed, set in stone proof of all of the numbers of people that I just told you. Bad Moon said less than 20,000. Eli, all you have to do is type in margin of victory for Biden and Trump 2020 in Nevada. So six. So what is that? So that's 33,000, 34,000 votes. So 34,000 votes, guys. 34,000 votes is what Joe Biden, quote, beat Donald Trump by. 669,000 some odd to 703,000, Eli. So that'd be about 34,000 votes. 34,000 votes he, he won by. There's nearly 90,000 votes that we can prove that shouldn't have been cast at all. So now you'd have to go and find out, well, which, which vote was for who? And then, and, then, and then you take it to court. But that's why I've always said that they cannot prove that they won. We can prove that they lost. Okay? They can't prove they won. We can prove that they lost. And we can do it time and time and time again. Pretty incredible stuff. And we can do that in each and every state. But apparently, you know, Eli, we don't have any proof. That's what they keep saying. Where's your proof? Where's your proof? Well, do you have 10 hours? Because I'll take you through each state if you'd like. The courts won't take it. And that's the problem. Claire, you're 100% right. The courts never took it. So because the courts never took it, the general public said there must not be any there there. Anyway, OFP Farms, there's a lot of there there. There's goats there. There's tractors there. Denise and Corey are there. The herd is there. Margaret is there. All of the goats are there. All your favorite family members are at OFP Farms. And you know what they're doing today, Eli? They are working on their family-operated and owned farm to make sure that they have the best quality, the best packaging, the best goat kisses, and the best love sent from each and every one of their packages right to your home, ladies and gentlemen. OFP Farms, goat milk soap products that will blow your mind, clean your body, and make it so once you go goat, you never go broke. Right? I'm trying to think of once you go black, you never go bad. No. That was just awful. Not working. Either way, I tell you this. Once you put... OFP Farms goat milk soap on your body or in your beard or on your lips or anywhere, anywhere on your body, you will never go back to buying any of your store-bought products ever again, which can be a blessing and a curse, I guess. What's up, Eli? I'm getting a call from them now. Your ad was so horrible, they're dropping us. (laughs) OFP Farms, promo code LFA15. Get yours today. Promo code LFA15 at OFPFarms.com. And, Eli, Eli, it was that bad, huh? <laughs> it wasn't good. I was trying to do once you go black, you never go back. Once you go goat, you never go. I'm trying to think of a word, and I was trying to do it 
off the top of my head, you know? So you've crossed the line, and now you're just, you're just staying on the other side of the line. What, what line? Is that Eli? Uh, that- not, not Hunter Biden's lines. <laughs> there are none because he smokes them up. <laughs> They're gone. They're gone. Hunter Biden's lines are gone. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, also, also, do not forget that if you go to JeremyHarrell.com today, you can get some of this amazing Rise Up coffee. As a matter of fact, do we have that? Let's just watch it. Let's just watch it, Eli, instead of me gabbing. We'll watch it. How about that? In the long history of the world, the struggle to survive has been a constant. The human spirit has been frequently tested. Every man has had his own struggle. Every man has made sacrifices. And every man has been pushed beyond their limits. What a commercial, huh, Eli? Survival is crucial. The desire to be prepared has never wavered. Generations that came before us realized the importance of gaining every advantage. Setting that coffee trap. How you face adversity could change your life. Success depends on it. History is defined by it. Our spirit is fueled by it. Our strength comes in many forms. The strength to fight. The strength to overcome. The strength to believe. The strength to win. The strength to rise. Rise up coffee. Rise up to meet your challenge. Boy, I tell you, Eli, that makes me want to order that coffee, don't it? (laughs) Something about that 1776 way of life that rings true today, don't it? Yep, everybody keeps saying they want the grinder in that. I'd venture a guess that the soldiers back then would have actually liked a Keurig machine, but... (laughs) (laughs) I bet they would have. We'll take one of those. You take the grinder, we'll take the Keurig. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Eli and I actually sat down and actually came up with that script. Remember that, Eli? We were writing out the script, and then we'd send it to Tom, and Tom would send it back, like basically uh, cartoonized with comic books, to, you know, sketchings. And we, I mean, that was literally from our heads right to the screen, huh? It all started out with, wouldn't it be cool if this could happen, and wouldn't it be awesome if you could do this? And Tom's like, oh, yeah, I can do that. Actually, it all started with, wouldn't it be cool if I had my own coffee and I didn't have to buy somebody else's? <laughs> so <laughs> we came up, some, uh, came up with some really good American-style uh, coffees. Uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on. Uh, get your Rise Up coffee today, by the way. And we are working on K-Cups in the future. So we'll see how that goes. All right, apparently the White House is very upset with the New York Times. Now, for the White House to be upset with the New York Times, that must, means, must mean that either the New York Times has gone uh, to leaning right or the White House is now being abandoned by the New York Times. I, I would assume that it's the latter, okay? Check this out. The New York Times publisher, A.G. Solzberger, said on Monday that the White House is continuing to reach out to the New York Times about A.J. and is extremely upset about the coverage on resident Joe Biden's age. But the newspaper said they will continue to report fully 
and fairly. No, they will continue to report based on their directives for the new narrative that they need a new candidate. This is what they said, quote, we are going to continue to report fully and fairly, not just on Donald Trump, but also on President Joe Biden. Solzberger said in an interview with Reuters Institute for Study uh, on, of Journalism, quote, he is a historically unpopular incumbent and the oldest man to ever hold his office. We've reported on both of those realities extensively, and the White House has been extremely upset about it. Criticism over coverage of Biden's low approval ratings and more specifically Biden's age has sparked disapproval, both from the Biden campaign and some members of the press. News stories of Biden's age gained even more traction among the press, as special counsel Robert Hur wrote in his recent report that Joe Biden would not be able to stand trial because nobody would believe that he even knows what the hell is going on. So, ladies and gentlemen, when you have the New York Times at odds with the Democratic presidential administration about how they are covering his campaign, That spells, like I said, either the New York Times is going right or Joe Biden is going in the toilet. And I'm inclined to think that Joe Biden is going in the toilet. So, you know, I would say shout out to the New York Times and I would give them a Smarty Award. But the fact of the matter is that this is a directive of theirs. So they're going to stick with it. Who is the directive coming from? Well, it's coming from above Joe Biden. That's for sure. Most likely, Eli, it's coming from uh, Martha's Vineyard. Me and Michael, uh, we're inclined to think that Donald Trump will not be president. We're inclined to think that maybe there could be somebody else. Maybe it could be my husband, Michelle, over here. Stop your talking and come over here and rub my feet, Barack. Uh, That's my cue to go. As my wife is calling my name. You guys have a good day. I'm going to go over there before I get killed by the She-Hulk over there. Right, Eli? (laughs) Somebody said Biden is a toilet flushing itself. It sure is. Now, you guys have heard reports lately about how Joe Biden is uh, becoming more angry. Well, I mean, look, I know we make fun of Joe Biden a lot. I know we've made fun of his uh, of the dementia and all that. But if we want to get right to, you know, be be truthfully honest here, um, when when a person has dementia and especially at the advanced stage, that Joe Biden is, is quickly getting to. I mean, it's every week is getting worse and worse, Eli. When you're getting to this point, you get so frustrated at many things. The fact that you can't remember people, places, and things, and events that happened. You can't remember history correctly, and you start making up your own you know, history in your head, and, and it's not what anybody else around you remembers. You forget how to, you forget certain words, And you just can't put sentences together. And what happens as a result of that is you get very angry. And apparently, Joe Biden, remember when he came in, Eli, he said, if anybody is rude to anybody else in my administration, I'll fire him. This is build back better. This is all about respect. Well, apparently, everybody around him says that they have to tiptoe around him because he's constantly yelling at people. He just doesn't know what's going on. And I would, too, if I didn't know what the hell was happening, Eli. Like what old people do. They yell at people. Dad, get off my lawn. So uh, that's what Joe Biden is. Right. Well, I'd like you to hear this uh, from CNN. Now, CNN normally doesn't usually ever, you know, 
Well, I shouldn't say that because they do get drunk on air and they do act gay on air and everything else. But listen to what the CNN reporter said about what Joe Biden said about Trump recently. This is uh, We are incredible. told that the thrust of the president's direction was to significantly ramp up the campaign's efforts to highlight the crazy shit that Trump says uh, in public. <laughs> Play that again. One more time. Uh, we are told that the thrust of the president's direction was to significantly ramp up the campaign's efforts to highlight the crazy shit that Trump says uh, in public. So somebody said Biden has Alzheimer's, not dementia. Deme- I think he has both. Can, is, is, is it possible to have both, Eli? Can you have Alzheimer's and dementia? Did you say the thrust of his direction, like by his farts? Or? The thrust of his direction and the crazy shift. That Donald Trump's Eli, can you look up if you can have dementia and uh, Alzheimer's at the same time? I know. I mean, I know they're different, but I don't know if I don't know if it's physically possible. Sabrina, do you know that? Or is she gone? She's medical whiz. Is it possible? A person living with mixed dementia will show symptoms of at least two different types of dementia. Usually, mixed with dementia consists of the two more common types. Uh, Alzheimer's disease and vascular, I guess so. So, no, dementia is, or Alzheimer's is a form of dementia. That's what it, that's what it sounds like. See, folks, I'm, I apologize. I know a lot about politics and stuff, but I don't know a lot about medical. I'm not a doctor. I'm clearly not a doctor. Uh, so, so, Alzheimer's is a form of dementia. Yeah. Wow. Well, then he has both, <laughs> I guess. But anyway, folks, I want to show you this. This is really 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 bad you could when i show you this this is a national security threat eli s finelli just donated 500 dollars. that's a that's a big donation it's the biggest one we've gotten in a long time use where needed keep up the amazing work all glory to our lord and savior jesus christ thank you s finelli man did we need that now more than ever god bless you thank you so very much and everybody doesn't matter how much you donate this is a national security threat <clears throat> Anyway, and I don't want to, I don't want to, well, maybe choose my words. I was just thinking, uh, uh, anyway. I I just, look, I mean, Putin's kleptocracy, yeah. It was in February, January. After being elected, the late in early, early February. He said, uh, it's not, we need, uh, not just, uh, well, I won't go into it. Here's what drives the driver in the states that are affected. Here's what the, you can do, the drivers. Uh, I, uh, For two reasons. One, to it's an impact, an impact the decades are making because inaction was, uh, there was inaction the, uh, with, with the Department of, uh, uh, with, from, from, uh, uh, Char- excuse me, from Charlotte, one, uh, another line going from in, in Florida down to Tampa. The best way to get something done 
if you if you hold near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to anyway the idea that um, and 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 Joan Shengang I'm going to pass for Shanga but uh, there's you know there to be you know beginning uh, this effort uh, and uh, and uh, I want you to know that uh, I want to ladies and gentlemen I have no love lost for this guy and I don't wish anything good on this man whatsoever and as a Christian uh, I just I pray for everyone I really do this is first of all it's a national security threat it's treason to continue to to prop this man up and 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 make us and the world think that he's the leader of the free world. Thank you, K Nudson, sixty-eight. God bless you for the twenty dollars. We really appreciate that. Thank you so much. It's elderly abuse. It's treason. It's national security threat. It weakens us in every way, shape, or form. It hurts you at home as much as you don't think about it. It does every time this man gets on camera. It hurts you. It hurts your children. It hurts our country. It weakens our nation. And he's getting worse by the day. But I don't even want the guy removed at this point, Eli. Let's keep him all the way. Keep him alive until the campaign is done. Keep the man alive. Keep weekend at burning him. Keep the guy. At this point, I'll run against him. Let Trump run against this dead bag of bones, this mortuary corpse, and let's just take, let's take it and win it and take it home at this point. Yeah. God help us if we have to have Kamala take over and ah, her way through it. Unbelievable. People think that guy's running something, Eli. People think that guy's running the White House. Now, I've got a very, very big win, ladies and gentlemen. And I've been waiting for this moment for all my life. Hold on. State Supreme Court. Ready? Rules that embryos are children. This is massive. This is a massive win for God, for pro-lifers, and for the narrative in this country. If you're going to make America great again, you need to make America godly again. And if you need to, and if you make America godly again, you need to have some kind of a value for human life at all stages. At all stages. Constitutional provision tilts the scales of the law in favor of protecting the unborn. This is huge, folks. Praise God. A ruling from the Supreme Court in the state of Alabama has released a stunning verdict that embryos are children. Under state law, oh, excuse me, I... If I misspoke, it said Supreme Court of the United States, Supreme Court of the state of Alabama. Where this is going to be great is when this goes to the Supreme Court and they do the same thing that they did because they have to under Roe v. Wade. State Supreme Court says that embryos are children and protected by the same laws that apply that when children are born from their mother's womb. This is big because you know this is going to be challenged. And once this is challenged to the Supreme Court of the United States, they're going to rule in the same way they ruled Roe v. Wade because they have to. And then other states 
are going to do this. The decision essentially determined that unborn children are in the category of a person. Okay? The question posed was whether a state law protecting children excluded the unborn. Quote, under existing black letter law, the answer to that question is no. The wrongful death of a minor act applies to all unborn children, regardless of their location, the court said. Let me say that again. All wrongful death acts will now apply to unborn children because they are now labeled as a person. So if I go and get an abortion, then the person that is the father of that baby could possibly bring a lawsuit up against me for wrongful death of a minor because I went and killed that child and there's somebody opposing it. Do you see what opens the, what this opens the door to be able to do? Now, this decision reversed a lower court ruling that tossed the case out because uh, brought by three couples over the destruction of their embryos at a clinic. So it had nothing to do with abortion. But now, ladies and gentlemen, this goes all the way down to the embryo as a person. So this is huge. Lander said Supreme Court won't touch this. Well, they have to. They'll either, they'll either touch it because they have to or they won't touch it. And because they didn't touch it, they'll go, you will refer you to the um, Roe v. Wade ruling or the overturning of the Roe v. Wade ruling. So whether they touch it and take it or whether they say no, they're going to have to they're going to have to connect the two with that's a state law it has nothing to do with federal law. And that state is then going to be able to preserve that law and other pro-life states are going to follow. This is a huge win, both for the state of Alabama and nationally. If you ask me, huge win, and I'm so happy uh, to be able to report that. Now, I have six minutes left, and I'm going to take it to report on my last uh, and g- piece of good news here, and that's this, folks. You know the Montana uh, state attorney that was um, charging the Colstad family? Remember when I reported to you a couple weeks ago about the family that they basically got their child kidnapped from them across state lines because they weren't affirming their gender. Well, then a lawsuit, a criminal lawsuit or a criminal, uh, criminal files, criminal charges were filed against the family. But because of national outcry and millions of people calling and screaming for this to stop, the county, the, the, the um, state attorney, moves to drop the case against the Colstead family. This is huge. The Valley County Attorney Dylan Jensen filed a motion on February 16th to dismiss the contentious case involving the state of Montana and the Colstead family. The legal maneuver comes after weeks of intense media scrutiny and public pressure, with the state now seeking to terminate its involvement in the family's dispute. Folks, if you don't think that LFA TV and other independent media sources are important. Look what we just did. Look what we were able to do. By the grace of God, we were able to put so much pressure on these people for this disgusting act that they're now dropping the case against the Colstead family. This, uh, folks, this is, this is all glory to God right here. I love ending on a beautiful high note. This case, which has captured national attention, 
centers around the Colstead family's disagreement with the state's handling of their daughter and the gender identity and associated mental health issues. The state previously sent the daughter to Canada to live with her mother as a punitive measure against the father, Todd Colstead, uh, for, for a separate civil lawsuit. But now, ladies and gentlemen, things are starting to look up for the Colstead family as they are getting these legal uh, scumbags out of their lives. They're getting these um, unwarranted and unjustified charges and, and meddling in their lives, removed from their lives, and that is by the grace of God. Amen. And another big shout-out to K-Mac for wherever needed. Hope your mom is doing okay, Jeremy. $50. If you want to know more about my mom, Please go back and watch Rise Up this morning where I talked about just that. Thank you so very much. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you so very much for joining us here on um, LFA Live from America TV. Uh, I want to thank you every day for sharing and liking and doing all that great stuff that you guys do. And, folks, we are putting more items on the overstock list this week. So make sure you keep checking in with JeremyHerald.com. Okay, as soon as you go on there, this will pop up, right? But you move this and you scroll down and you'll see this huge, huge blowout sale. We're adding a whole bunch of these featured items, including all coffee cups this week, down to that featured item section. So, ladies and gentlemen, keep your eye out for that. And keep your heads held high, ladies and gentlemen, because we are winning. I don't know another way to rally you other than the way I do on this show every day, but I try to point out the great things that are happening, along with the terrible things that are happening. And when I report to you the terrible things that are happening, we find a solution to those terrible things, and together we go fix it. That is what news should be. That is what LFA TV will always be, and you have my promise on that. So, ladies and gentlemen, there are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Kevin Smith and the Loud Majority comes up next, followed by Ryan Matta and a matter of fact. God bless you guys. Rumble on your way out. Keep your families close. Keep a smile on your face. And whatever you do, keep spreading that gospel. Peace out. I love you.